Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Seek First podcast with Stephen Jordan. We're thankful that you joined us once again. We're uh, season two, episode four, and continuing the conversation about what is biblical friendship. Uh, we're working through somewhat of the book, The Company We Keep in Search of Biblical Friendship by Jonathan Holmes. And we're kind of skimming and, and kind of working through it here and there. And then also giving some of our own two cents as well uh, in regards to some of the content. So, uh, Jordan, we're picking up in chapter three of the book. Uh, where, where do you want to pick up from there? Sure. Yeah. So he kind of opens chapter three, uh, detailing some experiences he had and, and just realizing uh, what friendship is. And I thought this quote was really helpful. He said, it dawned on me that friendship isn't so much a series of things we need to do. Friendship is more about who we need to be. Um, and that kind of uh, leads us right into, he, he talks about four marks of biblical friendship. Um, and, and just below that, he also says, since then, I've come to learn that friendship flourishes best when we seek to be and embody the type of friend we see in God himself. Mm-hmm. This is a theme that we've been hitting on through this podcast, um, that we need to friend the way that Jesus has friended us. Mm-hmm. That Jesus has called us his friends, and uh, we need to take the relationship that we have with him and be imitating that back to and pouring it back into the world to others. And so just kind of as we start... Um, he he highlights the four marks of biblical friendship that Tim Keller actually pointed out, and they all start with a C, which good, is good is preacher. Nice. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Constancy, candor, carefulness, and counsel. Those are the four marks of biblical friendship. And up until this point, um, last week we talked about the idea of selfish versus selfless friendship, mm-hmm. um, and, and in the weeks the weeks preceding last week we talked about the foundation of biblical friendship um what's the purpose of biblical friendship and now we're trying to get into all right what are the marks what does it look like how do we do this and so let's go ahead and jump into constancy does that sound good or do you have any comments on no just keep rolling you're doing great great so he starts talking about constancy and we just kind of want to take each of these c's and, and um speak on them for a bit. So constancy, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I don't know about you, Steve. When I read that, like there's people that come to mind. You're one of them. Well, and likewise, there's friends that, that stick closer than a brother. Um, and this idea that a man of many companions may come to ruin, it's possible for us to have a lot of acquaintances, mm-hmm. but nobody who knows us. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before. Like there's, there's a danger to that, right? Um, to not be known mm-hmm. by anybody, but to be on the surface level known by many. And I, I if there's something that's going to summarize our culture right now, I think it's that we are known on the surface by many, but be- beneath the surface, we're not known by any sometimes. That kind of rhymed, and that was unintentional. <laughs> but sometimes we're not known by any beneath the surface. Right. But there is a friend who sticks closer than 
a brother, when it comes to this idea of constancy, we're talking about faithfulness mm-hmm. and, and an enduring relationship um, and mirroring really what God has done again for us, that he has been that faithful presence in our lives. He has been the one who's been abundantly faithful to us, even when we have been unfaithful to him. And so it's kind of as we start this conversation around constancy, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think that uh, you hit it there. And I think one of the things I consider is, is that um, if I have a plurality of friends and I know them at a very shallow level and they all kind of know aspects of me, but not all of me in a, mm-hmm. in a large sense, then I can really kind of pretend I can mask really well around certain people uh, where these people that have been part of my life for years and years and years and have watched and watched me make good decisions, bad decisions, mm. the ebb and flow of life uh, can really truly, they have, a, they have an aspect uh, of who I am. They can speak into it because I'm a constant friend or a constant uh, person available to me. Um, and, and I think about friendships that go for me all the way back that to the early nineties, which is crazy, but, uh, getting, you know, messaging each other here and there every once in a while, or even, um, a friend that I'm meeting with now, once again, that, um, I knew from uh, the late nineties and he and I are starting to do breakfast here and there again, and just, um, challenging each other in our faith and our walk with the Lord. And so these people know, they know enough. And so they, their, their desires to remain with us and us with them. And you can't hide things as easily mm. is I guess what I'm getting at constant yeah. relationships it's way trickier to hide things and so they can call us out on stuff which we're going to get to eventually in this these four c's here but uh, that's what comes to mind and that uh, it's a good thing to have some of those people and yeah. be patient as you develop those relationships as well it takes it takes years and time uh, to really make that happen right so. and i think kind of focusing on like how do we become this kind of friend you know mm-hmm. and how do we how do we de- you know grow in the ways of, of being a constant friend, a faithful friend. And I think it's got to be experienced in our relationship with God and then experienced in other people being this kind of friend to us too. So we kind of know what it looks like. We know how to relate in this way. We know how to love in this way. Um, He says uh, kind of underneath the constancy and then we'll probably move on so we can hit the other ones. Mm -hmm. But um, he says, isn't this what we hope and long for? A friendship which, when the waves and winds of adversity have sifted us, remains as faithful and abiding as ever. A lot of times, friendships get derailed by conflict Mm -hmm. or hardship that creates a lapse in communication or uh, just a a lull, I guess, in the relationship. Um, And what what we're trying to go towards is that a friendship when the waves of wind winds of adversity have sifted us remains as faithful and abiding as ever kind of coming out stronger on the other side, this idea of ironing, sharpening iron mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. um, as said in Proverbs. So I just thought that was helpful. And then his illustration of uh, uh, Frodo and Sam and the Lord of the Rings, which yeah, if you're a fan, you really connected with this one. I do. Yeah. Um, a college roommate of mine and I used to say to each other, we still do. I'll always be the Frodo to your Sam hmm. or I'll always be the Sam to your Frodo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just the, the the picture of friendship there is Sam sticks with Frodo through the worst. I mean, Frodo rejects him at points. He thinks Sam is out to get him when he's not. He's really just being uh, persuaded of that by Gollum. And if you don't know Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry. But it is a great picture of friendship. Sam sticks with him through the end. He carries him. He bears his burdens. Uh, he does what 
honestly, it's a picture of what Jesus does for us. So, mm-hmm. You mind if I read that quote from Scottish pastor William Arnott that he puts in here? Please do. Um, I think this is really helpful. Going along with what you said, obviously it's in the book in a certain order, but um, he said uh, that that pastor says, many will court you while you have much to give, and when you need to receive, the number of your friends will be diminished, but their quality will be improved. Your misfortune, like a blast of wind upon the thrashed corn, will drive the chaff, chaff away. But the wheat will remain where it was. How very sweet sometimes in the human friendship that remains when sore adversity has sifted it. Mm. And I think it's, I mean, when when everything goes sideways, you know, who's next to you is kind of what you're talking about with that narrative of is, is really the one who's going to stick closer than a brother, right? Mm-hmm. And through adversity and hardship. And I really appreciate that quote because there have been seasons in my own life, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that you've experienced them as well, where um, things just are going really sideways in life and uh, suddenly you find yourself more alone than ever before in, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, kind of off kilter, uh, kind of lost in your tracks. Where do I go next? Um, and people, it, it isn't attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most people want, you know, let's keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet a deep friendship is, will patiently remain constant through that with you, right. um, which I, I've appreciated those individuals in my life. And uh, biblically, we see it all through the Bible as well. Those who uh, stuck through it, um, mm. and even the crucifixion of Christ, those who were at his feet, you know, uh, where true love was born in that moment uh, is a beautiful picture mm. of the constant love in nature. And then what Jesus does with his followers following that even mm-hmm. is a picture of, of a consistent and constant love uh, in friendship. So just some things that came to mind as I read that quote was there's going to be, we all are going to go through hard times. Mm-hmm. And when that hits um, and when things are not as pretty as they used to be, who will be by your side? That's right. kind of what comes to mind with that. And I think investing in those relationships, um, like making the decision to do that, mm-hmm. even when you're not in crisis mm-hmm. is v- of vast importance because mm-hmm. crisis will come and then who's holding you up? Exactly. You know, and so like yeah. I, I look back at seasons of my life where I mean you hit it right in the head, like there's been times in my life where if I didn't have the people in my life I had at that time, I don't know what mm-hmm. would have happened. Mm-hmm. Like they held me up, they believed for me, mm-hmm. they encouraged me, they counseled me, they and that's yeah. I I, I see that and I, I see people who have experienced very similar things to the situation that I'm actually referencing. And the difference is the community around us mm-hmm. and where I am and where they are now is nothing short of God's mercy to me and the people around me and also the decision to remain in community. Mm-hmm. I think it's, so it's just super important. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's very important. Yeah, I think the level you cultivate it before the stuff happens in your life, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, the the more friendship you develop leading up to that is what will carry you through. Um, someone made mention on Monday night at the class, me asking the whole church to say, I need help was really hard. Mm. And so mm. I think that is the case, especially uh, in, the, in that way. But a friendship that's constant uh, has the bandwidth for those words at times, right? When right. things are rough, to have that constant relationship and friendship that's been building throughout the years to say, I need help mm-hmm. then opens up a door of not just this burden out of the blue, but instead, okay, let's walk this out. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's helpful. I mean, he talked about it before and we talked about this, that it, this kind of friendship is a spiritual discipline. Absolutely. And yeah. so the yeah. idea with spiritual disciplines is that we, we give ourselves over to these things mm-hmm. to sustain our relationship with God 
in our in our life in his world and then when everything goes sideways we have a rhythm that sus- that god sustains keeps us going. through yeah, yeah it keeps going yep. same with friendship yeah how about the next one we need to yeah, yeah. 11 minutes already sorry folks but we're gonna take our time going through this yeah so the next one's candor um and in proverbs 27 5 through 6 is better is open rebuke than hidden love faithful are the wounds of a friend profuse are the are the kisses of an enemy. So this next, uh, again, is candor, this this aspect or what biblical friendship looks like. And so um, it says, candor is the ability to speak in truth and love, speak the truth in love for the good of your friend. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea in Proverbs uh, that f- faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've thought about that a lot. And there have been words that have been spoken to me by those close to me that did hurt but they hurt ultimately in a good way mm-hmm. because they pointed out my stuff, my sin, my, my, my weaknesses. And that wound then actually was part of my sanctification. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a lot that weighs on this. So how do we speak the truth in love? How do we, um, I mean, uh, ironically, all these aspects of friendship build on each other. Mm-hmm. Like I, I shouldn't necessarily be super, uh, harsh or not harsh, but but speaking the truth in love to people that I'm not necessarily in constant relationship right. with. Yeah, to a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's time and place for things, but right. so they kind of all build on each other. But how do we how do we speak the truth in love? Um, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts there? Well, we've said I've said this before. We've talked about it. Um, whenever we are doing like being candid with someone about where we see them at, we talked about a lot Monday night, but. Um, is that the goal is to to help one another conform to the image of Christ, mm-hmm. not to who I want you to be. Mm. And I keep hitting on that because the relationship and friendship is not based upon this specific connection that I have with you that mm. you do this for me, therefore I'm your friend. Mm. But it is how can we continue to grow together as brothers or sisters in Christ to be conformed to the image of Christ. And, that, and Jesus is the one that we're trying to uphold as the person uh, that we're trying to allow the Spirit of the Lord mm. to work in us, right, and us out of us, and so to speak candid, candidly or with candor is to to um, seek to provoke one another to walk back into the image of Christ again, mm. to, to abandon ourselves and to pursue Christ. So that's motive matters, right? Motive mm-hmm. matters in this. Like if your motive is to to make somebody do or be who you want them to be, um, and you won't be their friend unless they do that, then that's not true friendship. Because mm. uh, the mm-hmm. true friendship is who does Jesus calling you to be? So, um, and it's usually obvious. I mean, eventually motives do become obvious over time, mm-hmm. and that's why constancy is important. Because um, you can be candid with me about where you see it, that I am if we have that relationship that that has been built, and I know that your desire for me is to grow in the nature of Christ. So mm-hmm. I will be more open to that. He has a quote here on page 51 from um, Pastor Richard Baxter. Uh, he says, we will take all things well from one that we know entirely loves us. We will put up with a blow that has given us and and given us in love sooner than with the foul word that is spoken to us in, in malice or in anger. If you be their best friends, help them against their worst mm-hmm. enemies and think not all sharpens uh, not all sharpness inconsistent with love. Parents correct their children, and God Himself cha- uh, chastens every son whom He l- receives. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about the chastening of the, of God upon our life, um, and that we, if we love one another well, that 
Candor does include that, but mm. it, the motive really, really, really matters um, in, in that relationship. So there's, a, I guess, what it was going through my mind with, with candor. Yeah, I think it goes back to uh, last week with selfish versus selfless mm-hmm. friendships. And mm-hmm. like this, and even the quote that we shared at the end from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that this idea of projecting my dream upon community. Well, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm hoping for somebody to be conformed into the image of Christ versus hoping someone to be conformed in the image of what I think they should be, that's the difference between selfless or selfish. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm trying to conform somebody to what I want them to be, that's selfish. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to work alongside of and through the power of the Holy Spirit to, to speak to them in ways that God would intend me to in ways that are ultimately for their good and his glory, then that's, that's, uh, that's selfless. And, and the idea there again is conform them mm-hmm. conforming to the image of Christ. Right so on. that's yeah. what I was thinking as you were talking about that and kind of points out right after that, he says, uh, what, what do you suppose the enemies that Baxter says we should defend one another against the classic threefold enemy, the world, the evil one and our own flesh. Mm-hmm. So being aware of, What's that play in the world? Being aware of what's the evil one up to, which mm-hmm. feels like is just a lot recently. So yeah, major. And, yeah, in our own flesh. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, all those things play together too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the evil one pokes us, and we respond, mm-hmm. right? So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. How about the next one? Let's yeah. Keep moving through here. It's sure. good. I think this next one goes hand in hand with candor, and that is carefulness. Uh, he says, if candor suggests that we need to be courageous in speaking into another friend's life, carefulness urges wisdom and consideration in how to live out the life of friendship. A biblical friend is careful, not in an overly timid or cautious sense, but in consideration and care. Um, <clears throat> Proverbs, let's see, which one was that? Proverbs twenty-five twenty says, whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day. And like vinegar on soda. Um, and the idea here is knowing where your friend is at mm-hmm. and allowing that to inform how you speak, what you need to speak mm-hmm. to your friend, and sometimes when. Mm-hmm. Um, like this this idea that a faithful are the wounds of a friend, you need to know when to deliver that wound. Right. And know what state a person is in and whether or not it's most beneficial for them to hear that word now or later. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking the question, sometimes it might just be later. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like they're just not in the state to receive this right now. It's going to do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. That takes practice. That takes discernment. That takes having other, like experiencing it with other people. It takes a lot of things, but yeah. What are your thoughts on this? How do we grow in, in carefulness with, with friends and, yeah, um, timing is, like you said, really critical and being observant and discerning and prayerful, like all of those things matter in that mm-hmm. moment of, of kind of observing where the person's at, like you mentioned. And um, I think sometimes when I when I have this knee-jerk reaction to be like, oh, I need to say this, um, I'll text it to myself. This sounds crazy, but I'll text it to myself or make a quick note <laughs> somewhere and then let them continue down a path for a little bit for having a conversation and mm-hmm. see if they resolve it on their own, mm-hmm. like if they come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing with this candor um, or careful in speech and timing, I think sometimes we need the invitation before mm-hmm. we speak as well. Yeah. So um, leading up to that, we, we talked about this again Monday night. Uh, no, it was, it's actually in Sunday school this week. I'm going to be teaching on it. But um, the, the reality that I'm only as open to whatever you are about to say as my heart is, is receptive to hearing what you're about to say. And mm-hmm. so um, kind of gauging 
and asking leading questions until the person finally may sometimes say, what do you think? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? What have you done? So it becomes an invitation into that conversation versus, hey, let me teach you how to do this. Like Mm -hmm. being overly forward sometimes is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, It's the wrong kind of wound. It is because I become defensive. Well, you Mm -hmm. think because all the insecurities I may have in that moment, oh, you think I'm an idiot or you think I'm this or you think I'm is what I'm perceiving. And it's not right what Mm -hmm. I'm perceiving, but that's probably what will happen in my flesh. Whereas if there's an invitation, like, brother, what would you do in this case? Like, I'm, I'm lost in this. Mm-hmm. Then it's me inviting you into speaking into that as well. So I think careful in speech and timing is, is also being observant to mm. w- when that person has opened that door for you to talk into their life as well. Right. And you may have great things to say, but it may be you need to shut your mouth and pray and, right. and seek the opportune time when they can receive it. Because you can say all the right things at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go through. Yeah. So receptive. Does more harm than good. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to harm your friendship. It's going to harm them. It's going to make it more difficult for mm-hmm. them to process what they're experiencing. Yep. And yeah. sometimes people just want you to listen. Yeah. And that actually lifts the burden. And like not, you just right. making eye contact, hearing what they yeah. say, offering compassion, empathy. Share the moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Uh, You've talked about this before, the idea of like transference, like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's they're like transferring their burden to you mm-hmm. and you're, you're just carrying that in conversation Yeah, and that might be enough. Yeah. We hit this on Sunday, ironically, right? With bear one another's mm-hmm. burdens mm-hmm. and uh, that illustration of if the weightlifter dude, you know, that was great. And so just being mindful of, I'm not actually not called to carry your burden all the way to the death. I'm called to bear your burden long enough for you to be able to lift again yourself. Right. And so timing is that as well. Mm-hmm. I think in this. So yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. What else we got? In carefulness or the next one? You're Whatever thinking? you'd like to do. I think um, carefulness is, <laughs> it's all about, it's all about the relationship right. and knowing yeah. and again, they just all build on each other. Mm-hmm. I will know how to be more careful. The more with my friend, the more constant I am with mm-hmm. my friend. Absolutely. And, I think candor and carefulness go hand in hand. Like you got to know what to speak and when to speak it. And the reality is what you say is equally as important as how you say it Mm -hmm. and is equally as important as when you say it. Mm -hmm. And I think we all struggle with one of those categories. Sure. Sometimes we know exactly what to say. You kind of touched on this, but we, we say it at the bad, at a bad time Mm -hmm. and our tone is not loving. Mm -hmm. And like, I think this has been recently for me, like Jesus wants to sanctify us to the point where what we say, how we say, Mm -hmm. and when we say are all completely conformed Mm -hmm. to his image. Mm -hmm. And we often just think, oh, just speak the truth and hammer. That's Mm -hmm. not going to work. Or never speak the truth and just love and be patient Mm -hmm. and listen. That's Mm -hmm. not going to work either. And it's like, it's it's just this full picture is kind of what I feel is, is important to say. Like, it is. It is all of it. Yeah, you've, we've talked a lot about uh, being. You've you said a lot of this as well about being emotionally intelligent. Mm. You know, and I like that you speak into those things when we have our conversations because I think um, people are just <laughs> we, we don't read each other well nor respond <laughs> no. to one another well, and it's like a lost art that the scriptures speak into is what mm-hmm. we're trying to get at here, right? The art of loving one another well, the art of friending well, it's not just, ha- it doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. It is work. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And it's good work. It's not a bad work. And mm-hmm. so I think growing in these areas is, it, it can be taxing. It, it right. can be exhausting at times, but it's a good work. And I think our we as 
especially as Americans, we've got to become more aware of our surroundings and more aware of people and more aware of what does it mean to interact with one another, especially as we go the route of more social media and more online, more texting. Mm-hmm. Those things can are a wonderful gift, but they're also a huge detriment mm-hmm. uh, to, to truly having a deep friendship. Right. Um, the way we can read texts, read emails, read social media, interpret things, play all these things out in our minds and then react and respond to them. And the person's like, that wasn't what I intended at all. Mm-hmm. So all this saying that we've got to grow in this area. Yeah. That we have to be so much more intentional now than ever before, I think. Yeah. In order to grow in this area. Sorry. we've No, we've lost yeah. our capacity we to have. just sit yeah. and talk mm-hmm. and grow friendship. Yeah. One of my favorite little memes, ironically, on social media is like the coffee shop that has no Wi-Fi is like, <laughs> empty do what we used to do no talk to each other oh i know? thought I, yeah i see so yeah. the wi-fi is down you know right. or i thought you're gonna no say phone the, zone. the joke is that the coffee with no wi- the coffee <laughs> shop with no wi-fi is, is empty, empty. It probably yeah. is yeah. ironically no that's fair though yeah. talk let's let's have conversation right yeah we do like you said scriptures clearly speak into this and it's something we need to be very intentional very, about very yeah. jesus was so observant mm. to who he was around so observant Mm -hmm. and he interacted and reacted to those he was around based upon where that person was right and so that's what i guess i'm kind of cutting into here and i'm getting on a high horse and i don't want to do that right now i I think i think it's fair like it uh knowing where someone's at like we need to you we need to grow in our capacity to read where somebody's at Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if (laughs) it's hard but if if we don't feel like we have that ability we need to we need to grow and that F- find someone who does and be like can you help me figure this out right because i yeah because I, I need to learn how to do that and then at that stage we have to offer each other grace and mercy right exactly because <laughs> we don't know where we're supposed to be and so yes so to balance that out yes mm-hmm. uh need to extend one another mercy and grace when we do misinterpret so right sorry i took us on this long that little, was good all right it's all part of it okay you want to hit the next one go for it Alrighty, the the last one we're going to touch today, the last one touched in this chapter is that of counsel. Mm-hmm. Biblical friendship is marked by constancy, candor, carefulness, and finally wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Once again, the proverbs are replete with wisdom concerning the counsel of wise friends. Proverbs fifteen twenty two: Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty four six: For by wise guidance you can wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 27, 9, oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. And as we already referenced, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. Counsel, and the ability to counsel one another and walk alongside one another. Again, all these things kind of build on each other and lead up to, mm-hmm. to it. Um, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is in order for me to be a good friend, again, I need I need to know God and receive the friendship and relationship of God. Mm-hmm. I also need to know his word. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I want to counsel a friend and I don't know his word, I need to grow my knowledge of his word. Absolutely. You know, we need to yes. know what, like, what are we giving to one mm-hmm. another? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. Anything you want to 
You can take it whatever direction you want. Well, when you think about iron sharpens iron and the and uh, one man sharpens another, of course, that's been one that I've been putting some of the bottom of my emails, the elders and one another as we continue to grow and challenge each other in our faith, is that to, to have counsel be a part of your friendship means that I have to admit there's areas I need to grow. Mm. And then I also have to not be threatened by the fact that there are areas in my life that I need to grow in. Right. Because I struggle with that. Like if somebody counsels me towards something that I would not be comfortable walking into, it kind of points out that I'm not enough. And then it triggers mm. these stupid things within you that's mm. like, well, who are you to tell me? Well, it's not me. It's the word of God. So it's God telling you. But right. I guess having the bandwidth in a friendship to, to admit to one another, you know what? I don't have it all together mm. or I don't know it all. Or there are areas that I need iron to sharpen iron like mm. this is not going to be comfortable but i'm looking forward to the act the act of growth in this area mm. so counsel is actually opening one another up to the fact that we both need to grow right and mm. so we're going we're leaning into the scriptures as you said for growth um which yeah there's there's a lot of opportunity there yeah. um and the, one of the quotes on page 57 um that i have Actually, it's not a quote. It's, he, it's Jonathan's words. He says, uh, it is rare to find friendship seeking a higher goal than our own personal happiness and comfort. Mm. What we need most in this area, however, are friends oriented for Christ's glory. And mm. I really appreciated those words because yeah. um, the best friendships that I have, and nothing wrong with you know people you go fishing with or hunting with or do your hobby with or whatever. Those are good friendships. Yeah. Um, but the, some of the better friendships that I have are the ones I do those things with and then also have these deep conversations of, mm-hmm. you know, where are you being stretched in your faith or how are things going with your wife or, mm-hmm. you know, those are really deep things that help help me to grow mm-hmm. um, and not just, quote, unquote, find comfort. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, just as you were talking, like our relationship with Jesus is not just intended for us, like for us alone. Right. Like, it's not just individualistic. My spiritual disciplines and my reading of scripture, my prayer, you know, whatever it is, our fasting Sabbath, whatever you observe as a spiritual discipline directly affect my capacity to relate to another person mm-hmm. or my capacity to be a friend because, because being in his word and, and knowing, knowing his truth and knowing how to walk alongside and knowing what the Bible says love is and what it's not. And, and all of that, like, that's just what came to my mind is that like my we often think this mentality of like me and Jesus. That's where I was going to go. I'm glad you, know? you went there. Yeah. I know that's your, yeah, go. And it's, that is, that is not the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's part of the gospel mm-hmm. that Jesus has saved you, but, but he saved you because he's, he's come to save the world. Mm-hmm. And he, yes, he loves you and he wants you. And it's like, mm-hmm. like the gospel is deeply personal, mm-hmm. but the gospel is also deeply communal. Very. And, mm-hmm. Where we separate communal and personal, mm-hmm. I think we've drawn a line that the Bible does not draw. Mm-hmm. And so my my reading of Scripture in the morning and my communion with God in the morning directly affects my interactions throughout the day. Exactly. You know, whether yeah. it's just because, like, I'm, I'm attuned back to the Spirit mm-hmm. after being asleep and, um, you know, and... and or if it's because, like, I am being given this wisdom from God as I read his word. Like, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it directly affects my capacity to interact with people mm-hmm. and what I give them and mm-hmm. what they experience of me. And, and, and take it a step further. Are they getting the fruit of the Spirit? Mm-hmm. Or are they getting the fruit of Jordan? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what am I abiding in? Yep. 
and that is that is uh it's all it's all correlated to one another yeah your relationship with god is inseparable from your relationship with other people 100 percent. and yeah yeah it's a domino so Mm -hmm. so if if i'm not right with the lord and i'm not growing in the lord and then i come in contact with you then I injure you, wound you, hurt you. Mm-hmm. And that that's the domino effect that flows from there, right? Um, so we, none of us are individual, independent people doing our thing and not affecting others. Mm-hmm. That's a lie of the devil to think that that's the case. We are all affecting one another based upon our relationship with the Lord. Thus, why friendship and community and relationship in the body of Christ is so pertinent and important mm. uh, that we continue to grow. And so, yeah. Any other last minute thoughts on, on this section? This is kind of the last C that we're dealing yeah. with here. Yeah. We could I, do a whole podcast just on that. Sure. Yeah. I think I'd just say like, we are all called to be able to counsel yes, one another. Absolutely. And like, whether we know it or not, we are counseling one yep. another. It's, it's um, exactly. Yeah. Like we're, we're giving people something exactly. and how we interact and how we relate yes. in our tone Yep. towards people in our body language mm-hmm. it's all of it is contributing to something and, and it's kind of like that fish that doesn't know he's in water and someone passes by and like how's the water this morning boys mm-hmm. and they're like wait what this is water we're all in the water of counseling mm-hmm. we're all giving each other input and it's either worldly wisdom or godly wisdom mm-hmm. right on right on yeah Good stuff. Well, I hope you uh, were blessed by this this conversation. We do thank Jonathan Holmes for letting us kind of work through his book. It's a it's a blessing to do this, and we want to do it well. Um, but just to challenge, um, especially OCCers, that this is an area that we desire to grow in, um, and it is a it takes time and effort and work. It just doesn't come natural. Um, and we want to be the body of Christ that God has called us to be. So we want to grow in these areas, um, and so. We thank you for going on this journey with us. We're going to be really intentional over this next year or two to grow in these areas and to put a lot of effort um, into surrendering and submitting our walk to Christ um, in friendship and counsel and community um, and then beyond where we live, work, and play. We want to take the kingdom of God. So thank you for listening, and we hope that uh, you'll be back to join us for this next episode. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings.